Hey everyone, producer Lem here. As you're listening to this episode, especially in the later bits, you might hear a bit of crackling here and there. It's not your earphones. Really sorry, I didn't hear it while we were recording. Uh, but otherwise, most of it is quite intact. And it's Abby's mum for the very first time on the podcast. Enjoy. A listener production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Hey everyone, so today's episode was a bit um, spontaneous from us, so what happened was Mum, A, you guys have all been asking for this for literally like four years, so I've listened to the people. Um, Mum was down from Brisneyland, <laughs> Bris Vegas, whatever you want to call it, uh, for a whole week, which is the longest time she's come down to Sydney, and um, she came in to watch the record because it was Bring Mum to Work Day vibes, and I was like, Mum, <laughs> come in and watch me be a superstar. <laughs> And she, and she, um, oh, also, yeah. And sorry, also, I won Podcast Host of the Year. Oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, so I, so I was like, come in and watch Podcast Host of the Year. <laughs> Do a thing, I guess, mum, don't get intimidated. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you to all the listeners. Love you guys. Thanks to the, um, the Commercial Radio Awards. Love you, love you, love you. Anyway. Mum came in and we were going to do a nightmare fuel with her because she's got some hideous stories. God, I sound like her. <laughs> she's got some hideous stories. Yeah. And um, from a time of incans. And uh, Lem and Oscar kind of just took it upon themselves to ask mum questions after the nightmare fuels, multiple. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. On Friday, you've got two nightmare fuels from mum, both cockroach related. If that is in the hook, I don't know what is. <laughs> Come back on Friday for those. She really knows how to tell a story, by the way. This is coming from a producer. This woman knows how to <laughs> fucking lay it. This is the thing. People are like, how, are you, how did you How did you become, how did you learn how to storytell? I'm like, I had a mother who was a prep teacher. Yeah. Like, she, the one, like, she's into it. Yeah. And what happened was Lemon Oscar started asking questions about mum just kind of randomly. So we thought it was a fun episode to put in. I mean, this kind of questions about um, bachelor and, and you know, um, being a single what parent. What you were like growing up. What I was like growing up, you know, into, but all of it is just I was a gorgeous little thing, spoiler. Um, <laughs> so everyone thinks that I'm naughty, but I'm not. Um, but it was really fun. But mum came down and we actually had a really fun week. We went to the Blue Mountains to the Janolan Caves, which side What is that? Yeah. Exactly. So I was like, what the fuck is this, mum? Why are we going to the Blue Mountains and driving an hour and a half from our accommodation? I was like, this is a bit much. Like, <laughs> how good can a cave be? They're the oldest. They're the oldest caves in the world. Oh, seriously! Like three hundred fifty million years old or something. Whoa! I know. Mum was very excited. We all wore our caving outfits. And what's a caving outfit? Oh, I don't know why I said that. It was just clothes. <laughs> okay. um, we just wore active wear, so we could go through the cave. Yeah. But it was really fun, and we went caving, and then we went to dinner for my sister's thirtieth, um, and then we came back, and Mum came to the podcast, and then we did the creme de la creme. On Thursday night, we attended the Chicks, oh. previously known as the Dixie Chicks, but currently known as the Chicks. And it was, now look, listen, we got this for mum for her birthday in May, just because we were like, she likes doing things thus, you know, last year was Crowded House, which was the creme de la creme. <laughs> um, but the Chicks aren't too bad. And 
mum was so excited to go to the chicks and I hadn't really listened to the chicks. Obviously I know Gaslighter, obviously I know um, their cover of Landslide and obviously I know I'm not ready to make nice. And I also know those chooky girls, <laughs> they're political chooks. Yeah, they are. People were burning their CDs when they protested the, the Iraq war and they were anti-Bush and they slay, slay, slay. Yeah. And that was brave of them as well because they had me loving, me going on the chicks, number one fan. <laughs> that was brave of them as well because <laughs> their audience would have been all country people who were so Republican. Yeah, mm. that's so true. And they got like, they are like the closest thing to getting cancelled that I can think of in recent history. Yeah. And they made it, they came back and so much so that mum made custom shirts no. for us to oh, all wear. That's so cute. <laughs> oh what my did God. they say on the well, shirts? Mom, well, um, Rowdy came with us and Rowdy's was Goodbye Earl because of their song. Goodbye. Okay. Anyway. And then um, <laughs> mum has, there's your trouble, there's your trouble. You know that song? No, no? Sorry. Cool. no, I don't know. Any I just know songs. the first three you mentioned. Okay, cool. And then <laughs> mine had um, jo- Jolie, my sister, had um, some lyrics. Some uh, she had a little stall that had like strawberry jam and stuff on it. That is a reference to the song "Goodbye Earl," so li- a, a verse in "Goodbye Earl." <laughs> and I had <laughs> Gaslighter. Oh no way! Mum, because oh, because you know you love setting up against gaslighters. I said, but this is labelling me a gaslighter. Oh my God. But she thought it was like empowering, <laughs> which is true. The song isn't pro gaslighters, obviously, but they had like gaslighters six times in bright pink font. Oh. But I wore double denim and wore matching cowboy hats, all of oh, us. So and it was okay. And because I didn't know the lyrics to anything, I was like, I'm gonna try and do my Dixie Chicks research as I do before I come to a podcast. Right, I've got to listen to at least an album. But I found on Spotify the set list. So I listened to the set list a few times before I went. Okay. And God, was everyone impressed? Re- you were knew, knowing all the lyrics. knew more lyrics than Rowdy and Mum <laughs> and Jolie. And I wasn't really a fan before this, but my God, if you want to have a nice time, put on the Dixie Chicks. Sorry, yeah. the Chicks. They call the Chicks now. Put on the Chicks. Why did they change? Do you know? So Dixie is a reference to con- the Confederate South. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's what it used to be called. So then it's like got racist connotations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they changed themselves to the chicks because. Well done, then. Politi- political girly pops. Yeah. And there was like one song. Um, You know you know this song? Um, <laughs> <laughs> march, march to my own drum. March, march to my own drum. You know that song? No, sorry, Abby. Uh, I feel like I'm so many listeners would one. know and you and I are uh, ruining uh, it here. Oh, I don't anyway, know that. Anyway, it's like a political, it's about protesting and they had all of these, it was amazing imagery. Oh, God, cool. they're left-wing chooks. I love them. Really? Oh, yeah. And Jolie Rowdy and I are considering doing a cover band called The Chooks. <laughs> And we go around and Rowdy, so Rowdy's going Rowdy's to learn, learn violin or something. And the I'm, fiddle. Yeah, and I'm going to learn tambourine. And my sister can actually sing. She sings. In, she used to sing in pubs when she was younger. So Jolly can be lead singer and then we'll be just be the chooks. And what about your mum? Mum's a mummager, obviously. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you've got the costumes. Yeah, you're mum, already so, mum's you're sort of merch. <laughs> so, so that's our plan. Just FYI, if any record labels want to sign the chooks, we are open <laughs> and we're ready. I can do a bit of backup. Lem can do some vocal training for me. And she sure. could she could be part of the next big thing. I can. Fuck the podcast. I'm not going to pay you, Lem, but it's in. It's in Forced um, volunteering. Yeah. It's, it's just I think you'd like to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I thought of you. I said Lem can teach us yeah. how to sing um, and also maybe play guitar or something as well. It's just for the, um, you know, 
feel good knowing that you can help the chooks out. <laughs> it's hard not to want to help a chooky. The chooks. The chooks. Anyway, it was really fun. Mum had the best time ever. She was here for a full week, so I wasn't on my phone, like, really at all, which was nice. Does she stay with you when she comes? Yeah, usually, but I'm not in my apartment right now, so I got her an Airbnb oh, around the corner from my apartment, which was really slay. Um, but Walter became very attached to her and That's would so cry. so cute, when, seriously? Yeah, grandma chick chick, because she just gives him a whole chicken whenever she sees him. Yeah. <laughs> when, I le- when I left him with her, he gained three kilograms in three weeks <laughs> last time. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Mummy, can't. He goes, but, you know, he deserves it. And I go, can't deny no. that. Can't argue with the fact he does deserve it. He's a perfect chook, like me. Um, but, yeah, he loves he loves Grandma Chick Chick, as we call her, and because she just is the supply of Chick Chick. And it was really fun. So Mum came in. She told us some amazing stories. And, yeah, here's, here's our chat with my mum, Laura, although she kept getting mad at me for calling her Laura. What do Calm we call down. her? Mummy. Remember Oscar has to call her mummy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so here's, um, and all of you have to call her mummy as well when you comment on the <laughs> on the post. So here is my conversation with everyone's mummy. And look, and look, here's Oscar butting in to, um, to start the episode. So well done, Oscar. What was Abby like as a child perfect. and as a teenager? Perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. She was perfect, actually. I never, Ab- people ask me if I got in trouble or grounded a lot. I thought I was naughty, but I was really well behaved, wasn't I? Oh, really good girl. Never was Everyone in loved Abby. Abby. <laughs> Oscar's face is shocked. Everyone's like, you must have been so naughty in school. I never, I got attention once because I forgot my hat. She always had a really good sense of humour and everyone always liked Ab. It's, mm. She never had any problems with getting on with girls or boys. Or, or cockroaches. Or everyone liked her. It wasn't, she wasn't, because she talked and laughed a lot. I think it was yeah. that, that she had a really good, and she was smart to have wit, like be smart enough, and she never put people down, never did anything like that of sneering at people or being mean girl or anything like that. Well, she never we, were did fun, we were funny. I was funny. It though. was funny. She was a funny one. Yeah. What was the so, worst trouble she got into if there was one one moment? Because every child's done something, surely. Or was she, it was it just? No, I not really with Abby? didn't. I'm she being didn't do serious. anything. I really all I did was work. Did, she have you just. Ever oh, that's what I always said saved me. Was that from fourteen when she turned fourteen? Thirteen years and nine months. Thirteen years and nine was months was when you legally allowed to work. Yes, she worked out that she could legally work. She always wanted to work. Weirdo. Should have. Should and have so stayed, should have at thirteen, <laughs> when it, she turned fourteen, was it thirteen? That's how you found out. I think it was 13 when years. When she turned 13, I came downstairs and I used to get up early and put their prezzies on the table, you know, and do all funny things around it early in the morning. And I came down really early and she was in the com- office with the computer and she's sitting there applying for McDonald's at 13 and was really angry because she that was the morning of her birthday because she turned 13. <laughs> and she was really upset to find out she had to wait another nine months. So annoying. Before she could work. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was her, that was this really set the path for the rest of its life. Get on a work hobby, thing. Abby. Yeah. Get a fucking hobby. Yeah. <laughs> and the then fuck? what happened was I can remember high school, it was working I I'll it, honestly oh, so she calls think me Oscar, it lovingly. By the way, everyone, she calls you <laughs> it, what? Me it. I always lovingly. Call kids it. I, got, I, I did it the other day. I saw some kids crossing the street. And I said, "Oh, look at it with, yeah, with it's virtual, virtual gender neutral, maybe virtuals." Yeah, <laughs> exactly, Mum. Progressive queen. Um, but, but progressive. No, <laughs> see, Mum actually was always an ally. But um, no, but she. But um, I, I was with virtual strangers in the car. People that I was working with, and I went, oh. There were two twins on their scooters. With one was a girl, one was a boy. Oh. One had a little um dinosaur helmet. One oh, had a princess. Cute. I know, and I said, "Oh, look at it." Mm. <laughs> and then they said I was mean to the kids. I was bull- and I said, "No, it's a sign of endearment." It is. Yeah. I got in trouble from the nurse with Jolie because when I first went down 
uh, to get the you know got to go after the first couple when you're out of hospital after the first mm. week to weigh it. Weigh it. <laughs> see? And I, and I, and I, I went there and I, see, I used to call the grade ones, I'd say, oh, it's a gorgeous little creature. Yeah. Oh, it's a gorgeous sausage. And they'd go, I'm not a sausage. I'd go, yeah, my sausage. Um, you are a sausage. Um, so um, I got to the nurse to check that Jolly was putting weight on, right, which she was. And the nurse, it was one of those old-fashioned midwife ones in mm. North Queensland, and she was really bossy, really officious. It was in a nursing thing. But she was really weird when I think back because all I said was, she said, and how do you feel about her? Like she's put on weight to see if I had postnatal depression oh, yeah. or that. Uh-huh. And I said, oh, it's a gorgeous little creature. I love it to death. <laughs> I can't take my eyes off it. Because one time on the weekend she had the opposite, and opposite she said, of postnatal depression. She loved it too yeah, much. I loved it. Let I it couldn't go. stop looking at it. And, <laughs> and she said, guess what she says to me? You called it it. You called oh. her it. Is there something that you're not finding a bond? You're not bonding properly with your child? And I said, no, I love it. (laughs) That's it. And and then mum was with me because mum was still up there. Did mum call you it? I don't know. Probably might have. And we we walked out together and we we both had the bundle of joy and mum looked at me and I looked at her and she said, well, we ain't ever going back there, are we? (laughs) No, no, no. We know we're right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I was of a naughty right. Everyone honestly thinks. So the worst thing I did was I got detention once because I forgot my hat, ADHD queen, and Mr. <laughs> gave me detention. Sorry, Mr. <laughs> maybe you can bleep it out, but sorry, King. Because um, our school, you weren't allowed to leave school without your hat on. You had to stay in school yes, until your mum came to get you. No, like, so not, not for lunch. Like you weren't allowed to leave. You had to stay at school until your mum came to get your mum. Unfortunately, had a job, <laughs> so oh, never see I her see. Right. So like, you had to stay at school until like six pm or seven pm until because you weren't allowed to be seen without your hat on at my school. Wow, That's like an extreme, it's insane. But, you know, I was always good, wasn't I? She was always good, and I think it was because I used to think, think, and then what would happen? She'd work so much, she never really nightclubbed or anything. No, I never because went out. when she could get to that age, she worked. So if there was. All weekends, then she'd study at night. I remember one time it came home, it could reel off website. It did, it was, it did website. IT. IT. And she was ducksing it. And she could, she could, she's the one that counts. She went, second in grade 12. I said, she said, mum, before this test the next day, she says, mum, can you hear me say all the, the what was the code, coding, mm. right? Can you hear me recite the coding? Call out one, I'll recite the coding. So I sat there and there's this thing I didn't even understand, strings of, you know, backslash, forward slash, semicolon, whatever, <laughs> all these different up, you know, uppercase, lowercase, whatever. And I was, there's about 20 of them on a page and I'd call them out. She'd randomly, thanks, not in order. Right? <laughs> so I'd do it randomly and she'd say it back to me like 40 different things for one code and I'd say, how did you remember that? Because she'd been working three jobs plus year 12 every night and every weekend and she said, because... In between the ice creamery at South Bank, working at lunchtime. So I worked at three ice cream shops in the same suburb. And it was really, I had to hide from each of them because my skills were in ice cream. So, so, <laughs> I still have a really toned forearm and I think it's because of the ice cream shops. I'm not scooping. kidding. Um, it's a scooper. It's, it's a scooper arm. arm. It's a scooping arm. <laughs> so, it's only on one side, unfortunately. Yeah, look, oh, no, the other one's still like Popeye. Yeah. Popeye on one side. <laughs> so so um, she, um, she said that she sat there at lunchtime on the banks of South Bank and would say and save a sentence like a lot of us do. I do that too where you, if you can't remember something in order, code, you um, think of a sentence that starts with the letters or, 
you know, mm. like the planet names in order, you know, that thing. Yeah. Except she was doing it for 40 in a row. And she'd sit wow. there at lunchtimes and learn them off and she knew it perfectly. Okay, yeah. why? Why was she? did she have that kind of work ethic or like? I think she I had- always wanted to, Abby was always a bit of like a, not in an awful way, she always wanted to be good at things. She didn't want to, and she was always interested in things, always interested in watching things and, oh, wow, that's how that, how interesting. Then she'll go and look it up and look up things of what actually happened and on different topics. But she always was a good girl. She yeah. was never, ever, ever caused me one problem ever. No. Because I think a lot of it was she worked from 14 until right through and even right through uni, everything, she just worked in spare time. Yeah, so all I did was work. Pretty boring girl. But she met but a lot I of, think- when she went, the good one was when she was waitressing and hospitality changed that she ended up meeting a lot of friends she's still got to now because mm. they were the same girls, all doing the same thing, all really nice girls that all had the same sense of humour. So she yeah. met some really good girls that she's still friends with that are really nice, the same sort of mm, nice girls. Queens. But, but that, that was good because otherwise my other one said when she was working, Mum, I don't see any of my friends because she worked, she was used to sing in pubs. So when I'd go and get her because she was 16 doing it, she used to say, Mum, I'm doing it so often that I don't see my friends because that was like a solo thing, whereas she was always around people. So mm. also it honed her skills on how to talk to people. Yeah, and because deal with dickhead customers. If you're talking all the time to every Hate different customers. person in every different situation, <clears throat> yeah, in yeah. three different jobs, types of jobs, mm. you're going to be really good at talking. Yeah. Also, side note for any um kids listening, not even kids, like late teens, just FYI, IT, you used to literally have to, our, our exam, just remember this, our exam was literally getting a piece of paper and they would go write the coding for adding, for, for doing an animation and, and like putting a, a button to go to the next page. Like we had to do full blown coding written down. Like it was 1891. Think how useful this is for you now. Uh, well, actually my MySpace went off because <laughs> I could code. Like my MySpace was like, I glitter everywhere. And I was like, then then have like escape the fate as my song, like emo, like, but yeah, that was, that was, that was positive and boring. And now over the last few years, obviously Abby's everywhere. You must mm-hmm. be very proud. I'm really very oh. sick of it. It must be very <laughs> sick of it. <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it because, but it's still, she's still the same mm. kid. Oh, yeah. She's just, she gets stressed when she's overworked, but that's normal for anyone, I think. Yeah. In that, totally. Yeah, for anyone doing, you know, if you just keep on running, you're going to fall off the hamster wheel sometime, aren't you? Yeah. So, um, like me with the ice cream shops, they found out eventually, <laughs> I got in trouble. <laughs> So I said, how could you oh, do this to us? You're like, you don't have a non-compete clause, so. Yeah, but they, they, they were like, another ice cream shop? And I was like, I enough hours. I work 40 hours a week plus being grade 12. Yeah. Get a fucking grip. Yeah. Honestly. And I had to be on the same time because I had, to, I had to go from shift to shift. I was a bit unwell. Yeah. You know what the worst bit was, was when one time she walked home on New Year's Eve. Do you remember that? New, she worked New Year's Eve. She'd work right through. Oh, at yeah. South Bay. New Year's Eve for fun. Yep, so she got, because it was triple pay, I think. Yeah, I yeah. Passed, like, past midnight you got. Yeah, yeah. And it was pouring rain one night. And I remember you didn't tell me she used to get the bus. She couldn't drive. And she yeah. walked down the hill back to home through pouring rain at, uh, I think it was about 2 a.m. When I was like 16. Oh, it was terrible. That nearly made me cry, that one, that she that she was doing that. Yeah, but it wasn't that far, the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and this is the fun. framing that required her to do what she does. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah. not that that big of a deal. Like, whatever. But also, I think she's funny because you're funny too. Yeah. Like, mm. Come on. And also, yeah. mum. But mum also looks. We into do enjoy good well. wit. <laughs> but yeah. you enjoy it. But it's because you. The reason why I'm smart and amazing and hot and wonderful is because um, when when growing up, you would always make learning fun. Other people like they hate mm. they hated school. I never got why people hated school. I never understood it because I loved school so much. And it wasn't because like it was just because I loved learning so much. It made me so excited. Yeah. I loved learning about like economic. I think as well because our families have debates about politics when I was like ten years old. I reckon. So I want to have be informed with Uncle Rob. I think that's Rob. important that at the dinner a dinner table you have when you have people over that mm. you, when you have a family thing. Yeah. That it, that you have that someone does a topic, and you know it's not, and people have a bit of a banter. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. encourages kids yeah. with kids, and kids mm. sometimes say brilliant things from an early age. You Agree. Think, mm. You clever little thing. Yeah, like kids are underestimated. Like, maybe. Do you feel like? Because I feel like you always talk to us like we were adults. Yes, and, and you, so did our whole family. Yeah. So we would speak about like. Like we saw about John Howard when I was in what grade three? Yeah, talking about John Howard because I loved his eyebrows. Yeah, but now I don't like his policies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like we, and we spoke about him getting rid of guns and like all that when I was in like grade three. Yes, I remember we would speak about it with Uncle Rob. Yes, everyone because I think we'd have full blown conversations rather than just like imagine I so I always think when I go to random people's houses with their families, and they this is their conversation, Mum. How was your day? Good, mm, good. I go ah. Oh. Yell at each other. Like Abby often talks about growing up without like a father figure. And I, in my house, there's no father figure because we're two mums. Yes. So like, obviously for me with a two mum household, I go like, they're fine. The kids are fine. There's nothing. But people often look at a family without that male figure as like something is missing. What do you, what do you have to say to the people who think that like, Dads have to be present and not parents necessarily. You know what I mean. You can get the male, the male aspect on things, or the male, a, a male viewpoint, or a, if you have a little boy that you were from any relative or friend that you've got. But you don't really need. It doesn't have. We never had it an, as an overarching presence in our no. in our family. Was that Rob? I've got a lot of um, parents that have just say single are single mums or two mums or two dads. I've got kids, and the mums would prep the beautiful would see be so worried, yeah, that something was going to happen. That so, those kids now, I think the eldest one that I taught little girl, the two sisters, were both be, nothing ever happened, nothing untoward. Both bright, beautiful kids with bright, beautiful mothers that. Those kids are beautiful mm. and really successful in school and everyone loves them. And it's because of the parents' personality, I think, and input more than the sex of the person doing the input. Yeah. That the yeah. input can be negative. Mm. Well, and you don't thing. want it's, that. If my therapist got, says that my therapist says that it's more important about the parents that were around, not the ones that left. Everyone makes everyone says about like daddy issues and your dad left or whatever. But it's actually more about the parent that was around that actually has an effect on who you are and as a person, so if that if that hideous person stayed around, you'd have more trauma. Does that make sense? I, I, I think she says like if it's better to have no father figure or no mother figure than no to have fighting. an awful yeah have fighting or have an awful traumatic. There's no, um, was no person fighting in ours. See, there was nothing we missed it because I didn't have any, they didn't have any contact. He just sort of went. 
So, mm. in, uh, you know what, I was always glad of that because I had friends in the same that used to have to give the kids up every week. The hideous and swap. Mm. Yeah. And it was, imagine little. I remember my, my, the first time my friend did it and her baby was two, giving it to her ex-husband and his new girlfriend for a yeah. weekend. And all weekend she was on the phone to me saying, oh, God, I hope she did the bottle right. Oh, God, he doesn't oh, yeah. like that. If she tries to make it, if she gets mad at him, he'll cry. Oh, God, I hope he's all right in the bed. I didn't have to do any of that. I had them with me the whole time. We've got three musketeers. We yeah, didn't have any. It's our group chat name. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's a really good question, Lem. It's interesting what people think about it, but our experience of it was mm. it, if you've got positive stuff, and most of the time I had two beautiful girls. We also had Grandma and Pa. Grandma and Pa were wonderful. My brother is wonderful. My sister mm. was wonderful. Yeah. And I've got nice friends. And you know what? I think it also is that most of my friends were teachers, female teachers. Yeah. Yeah. That that's were, also why, that's also why they all, when they take care of us, if yes. like you, they babysat for yeah. us, like when Tracy, all, yeah. we would all learn and do fun things while you were gone. It wasn't like, that's the other thing, mum. Oh, I think mum needs your opinion on iPads and kids. <laughs> No, I really think because you're such a, oh. you're so, because everyone asks me why I liked school and why I liked learning and why I'm so smart. And it's because of mum being present with us and teaching us. Engaging. But, yeah, but what are your thoughts about kids with iPads? Because when I have a child, I'm thinking no iPad thoughts, mm. which I say now. This is what all people without kids I know, say. <laughs> but I think I'll give it to mum and mum will deal with it. The I, kid, not, not the iPad. Look, I'll go, mum, <laughs> there's, the, there's, the, there's the, the argument that they have to know about technology. They do, which they do, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, tick. Right? Tick. But the thing is that you don't want to learn lose skills and mental agility from sim- simply communic- oral communication and written communication that you have mm-hmm. to know how to do. Mm. So you don't want to lose those skills and be obsessed with the visual watching. I think that little kids, like in, I only see primary school kids, so mine's before high school where they definitely need to know how to do it all, mm. but... With little kids, I think they've sort of realised now that they could have made an insy mistake of making some primary school classes iPad, you know, like fully iPad. Oh, fully iPad? Well, there are ones that they are on the iPad all day. What? So... And I know. If, yeah. I think it's fine to have iPad time. I think it's important for them to know how to use the iPad. I guess when I say no iPad, I don't mean no iPad, but I mean like... I don't know. I was talking to another teacher about this and he was saying that kids are losing, they had a whole course at their private school about how kids are losing understanding of facial expressions because their parents aren't looking at them and talking to them. Yeah, that's true. And also they can't speak properly because they don't speak and they can't speak grammatically because yeah. and at the right rate to communicate effectively. Because they learn through mimicking. Yeah. And then yeah. that's, well, actually this happened to me one time where like actually I learned from COVID where the kids were on screens like a lot of the time because yeah. we had to work as well. Yeah. So and then you, yeah. the now he's eleven, but when he was nine, he was like completely. I would say going towards depression because he was just like, really? well, what's the point of everything else? Because <gasps> the screen is so exciting mm. that everything else pales in comparison. And if you drop out of doing exercise or green time or whatever, they're not naturally going to be like, well, what's the purpose of anything? Because I'm not, it's not exciting. So pretty much after lockdown or throughout lockdown, what we did is we did no screens throughout the whole week, but mm. we also had to do it as parents. Mm. So we couldn't Ooh. also watch well, screens. Oh, oh, yeah, because you hard. can't tell them. <laughs> you, you can't have screens if you're having your phone next to you or whatever. So you mimic that first 
And then for the weekends now, they get like actual binge time. Like they get four hours each day, but that's only on the oh. weekend. There's breaks in between. And then we kind of now starting the self-care thing. It's like, do you have enough water? Do you need to go to the toilet? Because they forget themselves on the screen. Like they yeah. can go like complete zombie. So I personally found that it's like... Yeah, like it just really, some kids, I think it depends on the kid, but some kids just cannot at all disconnect from a screen and have a conversation. Like no. they can't, some yeah. of them, not That's all of what them. we're seeing. And I think a lot of the little little tiny ones during COVID, it probably depended if the, we were wondering why there's kids that are now get really funny about being on the iPad. They start screaming if they can't be on the iPad when they're little. Mm. And I think it's because during mm. COVID it was the babysitter. Oh. And and so they were used to just sitting there. They're swiping on the on the phones. They can all do that from, yeah. from you know, and they just sit there staring at it. And yeah. It's addictive it's, as well. Yeah. It's really, and then when they get to school, they sort of, they, they're not sort of, it's almost like they're addicted to it in a sort of a, a, a physical way almost. Yeah, it is, it is. Because they get angry if, they, if they're not allowed to do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. That was what was happening with, with my kid. It's like he's completely addicted mm. to the degree where you take it off, it's a tantrum or it's just this it's horrible quite, thing. It's quite scary, really. It is, it, it is. I did feel, though, that the way that I'm going to approach it from now on is like sugar or like drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like you in moderation. Do yeah. it. Do yeah. it in, in balance. Have a healthy attitude towards it. Enjoy it when you're actually doing it, though. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and wean off full time. Yeah. Do you know what I also worry about is the eyesight thing. Yeah, because um, my eyes hurt after when I'm doing like if I'm looking at things all day on a screen. Don't yours like? Oh, it, massively. I've burn. got. I've just had to wear glasses and yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. And if I am being honest, I first got a mobile phone when I was in year six. Mm. I'm 37, turning 38 this mm-hmm. year. I can't think of a time where I didn't have my mobile near me ever. Yeah, yeah. I, it like I becomes had, that sort of attachment. It's crazy. I had a day. I had like 27 hours, guys. I'm. Can you believe I had 27 hours the other day with no phone reception because I was in whoop whoop. Oh, and, yeah, and I reached Nirvana. <laughs> I reached Nirvana <laughs> and I'm better than all of you. I was um, thinking, oh, where was it? <laughs> where was it? But yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't tell you because I was, I was away and I don't even have any photos of it because I was just oh, camping. Did you? No, I, but I was bloody Optus and I was like, oh, <laughs> wish I was a Telstra because everyone else here is <laughs> reception. But I was like, actually, guys, I'm going to read a book. And I read 170 pages in a day of a book. Because I was. Because you. See, that's what I wonder about. Oscar, what do you think about this, though? That if you're always on iPad and, you know, doing things in your brain. Mm. Do you think you lose creativity because you're if you're always on it? If that's all you do yeah. is interact with a game or a or something on there that's funny or you're watching something. Mm. I think that little kids in particular. That's what I think it's it's Well, it's there's ins- definitely like a lot of my friends who have young kids say that they yeah, they just get angry if they're on the iPad too mm. often. Like that that's the sort of that's the emotion that they're showing for me personally. Yeah, you need to have a life outside of your screen so that you can think of ideas and have different experiences mm. and apply them. But I actually also do, which is, you know, when I go onto TikTok, I do get creativity from that. And that does sort of yeah. make me think yeah. about different things. It's hard things. for us because mm. all of our stimulus is us reacting or sending TikToks in our group chat going, this is a good idea for a podcast. So you kind of, <laughs> like, we kind of have to look but that's at TikTok. Adult. How about little kids? True. Yeah, it's our job say as well. if they're five, if they're five yeah. years old and everything's on the screen 
and yet around them they're not even ha- they're not doing things like painting and making. Oh, well, you've you, got to do that. You, remi- yeah. you reminded you reminded well, us mom, of grandma's prayer uh, prayer book tree. The grandma, yeah, had yeah, like that's that like activities like that. Explain what grandma used to do with us. I was telling the kids when mum's house got sold, I looked at the back and they cut down this beautiful, massive tree that was... Um, and also, guys, they painted it all grey and they fucking... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it makes me so angry. No, they've actually painted grandma's house grey and they mm. put grey tiles mm. where grandma's house was. Sold quickly. They've, yeah, <laughs> and, they've, and, they've t- and they've taken grandma's beautiful anyway. Um, it makes the, me fucking she angry. She had this massive grandma tree. Grandma had a blue house, a little blue house. Grandma had personality. Yeah. Anyway, blue eyes, them. blue eyes. Anyway, mm. fuck them. Um, uh, they, Sorry, the, I should. The be leaves calm. of the tr- of the tree were beautiful. They were like heart shaped. If you, I don't know what type of tree it was. It's probably quite a com- common. It had big pink flowers all over it, but it was sort of heart shaped. So Grandma used to get for the girls when they were little. They'd walk around and collect the leaves, and then she'd staple them together in a heart book, and then they could write on them in yeah. the make them out of the book. And things like that. So it was lovely. So when they when I saw the tree being cut down, I felt a bit sad. That's what Grammy's. That's what our entertainment was. Was yes. grandma. And then also Grandma painted a. Um, remember that Pa painted? Was it Pa or Grandma did the um, big blackboard under the house? Your mother did. Or you did that. We had a giant blackboard under the house. We used to draw on. Then used to teach us how to write on weekends on in there. So really, it was just school all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, that's what play is supposed to be, isn't it? Yeah. Play, I know, yeah. Like dress ups. They don't even have time to do that now. I just think they that should be dressing up and making up stories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We didn't grow up in the age of the iPad, and yeah. we didn't grow up with with like choices as much choices as we now have. Like yeah. the streaming on demand, the like the iPad, which is like very tactile and it's very like. So I I think that it's different for our generation mm. because we were able to have the wiring in our brain happen very differently like mm, we had a tv them, show that's a good point they just had to watch you had no option and then the boring cartoon was on like the, yeah, the you, one you didn't like you had to watch judge judy that's at when you go <laughs> yeah and also kids yeah. were allowed to get bored now kids are not allowed to get bored like yeah. oh he sh- we should do this and direct them too much it's like they need to get bored they need to get bored so that they can think about yes. what what i need to do next like yeah, let what, them what can think i about do yeah. this limited you know, in this area now, I'm by yeah. myself or with my. What can we do? Yeah. What yeah. would I like to build? What would, they don't do any like building. You remember, you used to put a pile of boxes in and give them sticky yeah. tape and 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 paint, and they do stuff or play doh. No one even does play doh anymore. But not play doh. No, it's gak. Really, it's a few like, people use gak. You know the sort of what's the, gak? Gak is like the you know the squishy stuff. Oh well, look. Also, I do think as well that. Like more women are now working full time, yeah. which means more women are getting stressed because the burden of child rearing is still on them. Mm. The but cost then of living's gone through the, the roof. Con- the cost of living is, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So what ends up happening is women are tired yep. and then the shortcut is put on, on the screen, but then it's literally like a drug. Yeah. So what ends up happening is you can't stop the drug because there's withdrawal and you have to stick it out for two months for that withdrawal. Like you actually have to... Go balance. through tantrums and meltdowns, and and, and time you can't for that. If you're working it. full time, you don't have time for that. Exactly. Oh, it's easier just to hand it to yeah to them and for quiet, yeah, without a headache. It's also beautiful have... when it's four hours on the weekend of yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you can go to the bathtub and like nothing happen. You can have sex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly. See, but but we had school holidays with you, so we were really lucky. That was what, what was good too. And if you need to have the classroom, we'd come with you to have the classroom. Yes. We'd do things around the classroom when we were little. Yeah. Until I got older, they said, no, I'm not going anymore. 
But then you used to do stuff with your friends. <laughs> it was good. Or you, actually you weren't that much older because you were working. Oh, yeah. You were working all the time from 13. Got a so shift. you didn't have, yes. But yeah, I, f- I feel like it is hard because you want the kids, you're right, you want the kids to understand technology. And then you're also, you're right, people, women are then burdened with having to, the pressure as well of being a good mum. Yeah, because I'm imagining people listening to this conversation going, oh shit, like there's a lot of mum guilt going on about screens. Yeah. Like, oh shit, I have my kid and here's this incredible teacher talking about what's best for kids and I can't do that. And then it's another thing that she has to think about. Yeah. And I think if we frame screens... Like what, how people would frame any addictive sus- substance like nicotine, mm. then the approach would be very different, I think, because it is like that. And there's not been enough studies actually to even scientifically measure the impact of screens long term on kids like iPads, for example, because yeah. they haven't been a lot around that long. I mean, for example, when I did Bachelor, I had no phone. As I was obviously an adult. I was 23. I had no phone for three months. My memory without my phone Oh my God, I could remember <laughs> full conversations, like from start to finish. I would write them in my diary afterwards because I, I would also make myself crazy with Matt thinking that he hated me. Yeah. I would misremember conversations. But I started by the end of the two months to the three month mark without any phone and only Netflix, like for an hour a day, and all we would do was film and talk. I remembered everything that happened to me. I remembered everything like Matt was wearing. I remembered everything every producer said. I remembered everything. Like my memory was so fucking good and my anxiety was almost gone without my phone for three months. Like, it, it, there must be something. And then with I'm a Celeb, same thing. I'm yeah. a celebrity. Oh, my God. I'm a celebrity working up songs and everything So we were so bored that our bloody phones. Listen, Denya talk, giving, going, Denya, <laughs> tell me another story and you tell an amazing story. You go, thank God, Grand fucking here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank God the most entertaining man in Australia is here. Yeah. He tells a story about Bathurst or something or about him jumping out of a helicopter. Who well, the fuck actually, knows? while we're actually asking you questions, how, how are you feeling when Abby was like absolutely slut-shamed in the media when she went out? Like that must have been really hard as a mum to like – See, it's so misinterpreted like that. Especially when you had no idea that that was even out there to be able to be done to a young girl. Like yeah. I had no mm. idea what The Bachelor even really was. I think I'd watched a couple of shows. We hadn't, she hadn't watched it. Yeah. We'd watched a couple of shows by sort of when it was on and and thought, oh, that was that was okay. And you sort of believe that it's real, you know. And then when she came back and I felt like I could vomit when I found out, because she came home and said, oh, mum, I'll be cast as the funny one. No, I thought I'd be the, the sook because yeah. I was crying every day. You wanted to go. Huh? You, you wanted to go. Home. Home, yeah. yeah I asked her home so Were many you times. allowed to call your mum? Like, Once or? a fortnight for 10 minutes, but I couldn't tell her anything. I remember I was crying every time. I, I, I just went, it's eight, really bad. And it's someone really was bad. listening. Someone, it was 10, oh. every fortnight on a Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. my slot was. For 10 minutes. To answer it for 10 minutes, but someone, you could hear someone was listening to what she said. So it was 10 minutes of me saying, oh, okay, darling, did you do anything? You couldn't ask about anything really. It was just oh, right. see, contact with voice contact. It wasn't really. So I would really, just yeah. cry and be like, it's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but you, did, you didn't do, do that to me very, you did it once to me mm. and I was really worried and I thought they'll send her home. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. But they didn't. They kept her. Mm. Because well, I had the I, option to leave. Yeah. I just. Did you? Yeah, I just thought I'd, like, I just liked Matt so much. That it was like, I'll just stay for Matt. Yeah. Beautiful, tricky boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's good, darling, because then we I couldn't believe it when she got up to the stage with a home visit thing. Because he had fortnight. How many fortnights were you there? I was there for three months. It's a long time. I was there from March till May, mm. end of May, to your birthday. It was, the finale wasn't your birthday. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. birthday. So 
it was um, when she came home on the home visit thing and I hadn't seen her oh, for ages. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Because Matt was so nice uh, to <laughs> I thought he was beautiful. It was like I thought he was so easy to talk to, so yeah. nice. Because you don't know what anyone's like when you've got cameras all around you. It's all a totally different world, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of media thing when I'd, you know, never been used to that anything, knew anything about it. Yeah, and he was so easy. But when I was getting trolled, you didn't like it, obviously. So I was really depressed. That's what I went. <laughs> remember going down to the clothesline and I felt sickened because it was so unfair and so wrong and so twisted and I didn't have a clue that they could do that to sound and things, didn't have a clue about it and voices and it, to make someone's life a misery. And she was in the bedroom. Abby's sort of get, Abby's room is always really clean. It's got the white clothes with the whites. So I used to get in trouble if I did the if I did her washing and I had really hung it Abby. Those are um, biggest fights. Mum would put my washing up for it me. It would be yes because I <laughs> because they're all color coded. Actually, it makes it was color coded. I think it's like a I think it's like an ADHD hyperfixation thing. It makes my skin itch when things aren't in the exact. Even if like a cream is in the wrong order of the white, it makes my skin like oh. you would die if you come into my closet. It makes me physically. Phys- I'll come and fix it for you. <laughs> she might change. <laughs> Lem, Lem, she might change when she. Has children. That's maybe, maybe. maybe. Have any more time to be okay? Oh, but get on the fucking iPad. Yeah. The crumbs. I'm going to do my closet. Get on the fucking yeah. iPad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah what what you say? Yeah. Yeah. You on the clothes line. So I, I was. Are you, down sorry. At, are you able to bring your mic just forward a yeah, little bit? Yeah, just for me. Thank you, Oscar. I was. I was down at the clothes line. Feel that's all right, Oski. I was down at the clothes line, feeling sickened because I was. And I knew it was bad because she was in her bedroom when it after it happened and it was that thing was going. You remember when they did the Gemini thing? Mm. And she told me, not much. She's a good kid. She sort of doesn't doesn't want you to get upset. I think she's worried I'd get upset too because I would have and I did. But she'd come back and she'd then it was on that she'd said that stupid thing. There was edited. And she was made out to be. Not only she was, uh, she might be pretty, but she's dumb. Yeah. Typical dumb blonde girl, that thing, right? Mm. And I knew where that joke came from because beforehand. No, but it was edited. It was, oh, I was edited. And it was it Jolie's wasn't a joke. fault. It was because they'd, they'd actually <laughs> put the words, it wasn't all edited. She hadn't said that at all. And they'd shortened bits out of it and he'd actually brought it up and said what star sign well, it was yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Or the opposite of what they did, but they did really good television because he was the astrophysicist and it was all played into the whole theme. And also, in hindsight, it is pretty fucking funny and I work with the people who did it. Yes. And we so were now, all pissing ourselves about yeah. it now. So anyway, when it started, now. though, and I can remember going to and seeing it, that it had 8 million viewings or something and people were saying how dumb she was and I knew it was the opposite of your little girl being accused of being some dumb bimbo that had mm. gone on for the wrong reasons. That bit cracks Who gives me up. a fuck? For the, the fuck wrong up. reasons. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> what are oh, the real reasons? Grow up. Anyway, so <laughs> I was down the clothesline and I knew it was bad because normally it wouldn't have a thing on its floor in the bedroom, right? Well, there's been in a lump, in an ADHD lump in the corner. And there were cl- clothes in that bedroom and then Jolie's was the opposite side of the hallway and Jolie's wasn't home and she dumped in Jolie's as well and she was on in the bed sitting in the bed with the door closed and there were clothes everywhere and there was no sign of the OCD. (laughs) So I got really worried because there was no busying. No busying. Abby's busy Mm. all the time, you know. And um, so I went downstairs and I had the load of washing and I'm downstairs pegging it up and I thought, I know what I've got, this will cheer up. 
I will do a rip-off of her and I, I had a blonde curly wig that I had for something. I got a few wigs in the cupboard, you know, for school. I go in. <laughs> and I had the blonde curly wig like her. She was curly then on that Bachelor thing, if you'd seen it. So I put the wig on and I, um, and I did a rip-off of her. I knocked on the door and she said yes. And I said, I forget what it was. I, it, got the I video. ripped off because I'd watched it so many times of feeling sickened. It was... Um, Hi, Gemini. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I've got the video. I'll find okay. it. Okay. When he said Oh, here something. it is. Here it is. Here, let me in the group chat. I'm a Gemini. Where See you, Gemini. See you. What was he? Bye, Leo. Bye, Leo. That's what she. <laughs> that's what it was edited to. Yeah. So that made a laugh for the first time. So that's why I was thinking you've got to make a laugh and realise how small scale this actually is. Yeah. Mm. Um, because otherwise she'd go crazy thinking everyone hated her. Yeah. Oh, guess what? Because I went up to the um, work, back to work, and I was expecting it at work, and everyone just said, oh, God, your daughter's beautiful and stunning. Okay. Isn't she saying, oh, God, I hope she wins. Oh, God, I hope she wins. No one said it. Yeah. Interesting. So in the real world, it didn't really matter, did it? No. What did let me see it? Oh, yeah, look at that. That's what she looked like, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so she randomly came in. She went, ab. I just came in. I she just knocked. Ab. <laughs> I was, like, crying all afternoon. She goes, ab. And I go, here we go. Time to put the camera on. Show it to me. It's so funny. It was <laughs> funny. Do your best Abby impersonation now of, of Abby on the podcast. Well, actually, it's weird because I think I am just mum. I think her best well, impersonation I've, is just are, her. I've definitely seen elements throughout. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Do, do your best Abby impersonation. Abby now, yeah. Uh, uh, well, well, actually, <laughs> I might, it might actually be that that fucking asshole was right behind me. Let me tell you what happened to me this morning. On the way to bloody work. That's what freaking happened. And actually, yes, actually, they did do it. Freaking hell. What would you do in my case? You'd do the same thing, wouldn't you? <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, well, this seems uh, like an hour and twenty minute thing. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. loved it. Oh, uh, we should get we should get um, Laura on for um, like parent advice questions or something. Yeah, oh god, totally. no, poor people. Teacher advice. <laughs> no, questions. I think although, I, think although I do, do your get own asked by the mums because the mums see are your Oscar and Lem's age. My parents are, and some of them do. They come up and ask me what to do. They do. That's, they've done that all because they say, "What are you doing?" That and I. Well, it's hard to I be a do, parent who works full time. Sorry, they say, what are we, I I'm so scared, like especially when there's like all the internet stuff, you know, when they're little mm. and a couple of them have had weirdos trying to do things on, get them to do things on phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so weird. I never had any of that. Yeah, Other exactly. ones that have got high school and primary, they tell me the high school kids, things like when they go to parties now, mm. one little girl, I remember this made me feel sick, she was really self-conscious as well, like first year high school dance, right? for social, and boys and girls. So she was going to this thing and she had on a green dress, but she didn't realise it was the other girls thought it was daggy because it wasn't from a certain brand mm. dress thing. And she thought she looked, the mother so told Queen's she looked Andy beautiful. thought it was daggy. But guess what they did? Dag. It was, <laughs> guess what they did? Oh. They took a photo of her and they put it everywhere and all these kids were commenting like she was well, 13. Well, the cyberbullying's bad. I can't believe that. And that's just, and they that made me feel it. sick that there's people that spend their time and then imagine being the one that photographed her knowing that that's what you were going to do to her, destroy her. Mm. Yeah. To her. That Look, young. That's the other thing. I've actually taken uh, a course recently uh, or like a little seminar called Raising Kids in a Digital World. Highly, mm. highly, no, highly recommend that one. Speak to Laura. Don't need to do it. <laughs> 
No, but what, what, what did they say about, because it's actually really scary. Yes. The kids kind of, because also yeah. no one will be mean to your face anymore. They would just be mean online. I prefer it to my face so I can <laughs> get back Yeah, at them. look, there's three main things that they talk about, which is boundaries, supervision, and uh, communication about what's happening. So like actually kids need to know about the dangers, which is unfortunate that I have to sit with a, nine-year-old saying don't send a nude photo to, to anyone like mm. th- because this is what happens but the problem is it's now in their games so like it's now actually like when they're gaming when they're doing roblox people can come in and chat to them like any yuck. random can yeah it is Wait, a like, big yuck like xbox and playstation not playstation too. but like <laughs> roblox i think is a big one on ipads anyway it's all fucked but um Sorry, sorry for swearing. It is. It's it's okay, Lem, I'll forgive you. I'll give you the Holy Cross in the water. (laughs) A listener production.